0: Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is...
1: Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or
0: 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show on this Thursday morning, opening day of the Major League Baseball schedule. So we've had Kerry Claiborne on talking about opening day from his perspective as an Atlanta Braves fan, how he's going to debut tomorrow night for the Gwinnett Stripers, and it is our pleasure to bring on the head coach and athletics director of Gaston College, Sean Doty. Coach Doty, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show
1: good morning brian how are you this morning
0: things are great coach i'm gonna dive right into it opening day for you means what from the major league perspective
1: well i think from the major league perspective it, it's 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 uh it's much anticipated for me it gives me uh gives me something to do uh on uh you know the tuesday nights when we're not playing which is very rare at this point and and uh you know, uh, baseball's, I've always contended is, and I'm a little biased, the greatest game. You don't have to be six foot five. You don't have to run a four five forty. 40. You don't have to lift, you know, <laughs> a house to be able to play this game. There's a lot of guys that, you know, I go back and I'm showing my age here and, you know, Freddie Patek's five foot six and played shortstop for the Kansas City Royals forever. And uh, you look at some of the guys, I mean, Jose Altuve is one of the best players in the game. He's five foot seven. Now they're they're gifted athletes, but uh, um, for me, baseball is, is is the one game where if, you know, if you work at it and you continue to strive, and obviously you have to have the basic bat-to-ball skills and arm strength, and we, we all know about the five tools, but it, it's the one game where you don't have to have just super freaky athletic ability to be able to play, and I think that's why there's so many young kids that we need to get back involved in the game, so just looking forward to the start of the season.
0: Well, and Coach, with your Midwestern sensibilities, who are some of the teams that you followed growing up?
1: Man, I loved the 80s Royals. Unfortunately, that was the same
0: time that the 80s Yankees were really good.
1: But, um, you know, I'm a big George Brett guy. Um, I'm a big, like I said, big Kansas City Royals fan. I could go through and about tell you the 85 lineup for the Royals when they won the World Series. And, It was nice that they had their resurgence, you know, for a couple of years and uh, made two World Series and won one. And then I follow the Cardinals like everyone in the Midwest, I think, does. But uh, those are kind of my AL and and NL teams that uh, I followed, you know, growing up and uh, two pretty good ones to, uh, to watch every day
0: you know from from your perspective i mean when when st louis and kansas city played in the world series against each other that had to be a dream scenario from folks in missouri and much of the midwest because those two teams at that time were two of the elite organizations in major league baseball
1: oh absolutely and and both of them had you know, had, had struggled to get there at times. Like I said, you know, the, the the Yankees were always in the Royals' way, and people don't understand back in those days, as we're again, showing my age, that, you know, the wild card and all that good stuff was, I mean, you either won the division or you were out, and, right. and there was only two divisions in each league, and, you know, I, I can remember times where the Royals would win, you know, 90-something games, and not make the playoffs and, uh, you know, and, and not win, you know, not win their division or, or get beaten in, uh, you know, the playoffs with against the Yankees. And those teams, you know, ha- had had they had the format that they have now, I mean, it's conceivable to think that, you know, Kansas City in the mid-80s could have won two or three uh, world championships. And kind of the same with the Cardinals. Again, I followed the Cardinals not quite as, as close, but, you know, the John Tudor days, and, and I really liked the way that, they played in, in the mid-80s, and I think you're going to see a a resurgence of, of some of that. Um, you know, I, I was looking at some stats last night that, you know, I know everybody talks about the quote-unquote shot clock for baseball, but it's shaved an, a half hour off of uh, of every Major League Baseball game, and I think that's good for our game, and it's also... Uh, helped with a resurgence in the running game. I saw there's been like 200 more stolen bases over spring training this year. And I'd like to see us get back to that, man. I, I love the whitey ball of the mid-80s. And I thought that, you know, and, and I still believe that that you can win games because people people have devalued some of that in the base running and, you know, being able to – you can't score with your foot on first. got to get to second and third. And, you know, that's the things we talk about with our team. We want to go first to third, second to home. You know, on base percentage is real, and you don't have to hit a double to to score runs. And I think the game's starting to trend back to that a little bit, and and that that excites me as as kind of a quote unquote old school fan.
0: Here with head coach Sean Doty of the Gaston College Rhinos, also the athletics director of the Rhinos, uh, coach. Let me let me ask you this because you you talked about this, and and the games are moving. At a faster pace, they're taking a shorter amount of time to complete. My question for you is, is this, and you don't necessarily have to contend with it in the world that you're in right now, but the one thing that I think, you know, if, if Major League Baseball really, really, really wanted to address shortening the game and so on and so forth, I don't know that two and a half minutes in between innings is necessary either, especially with some of the things that they're doing from a marketing perspective in the inning itself, I think you could trim some of that off and make these games even tighter to where you could go back to a very neat two-hour and 15-minute ball game and get nine innings completed.
1: You know, I think there's there's, there's a lot of truth to that. Two and a half minutes is, is not, you know, a ridiculous amount of time. I'll be honest. I think the biggest issue with, with Major League Baseball, um, other than, you know, the shot clock era, which we were in, which has helped, is hey, we got to throw more strikes. I mean I see so many, so many major league baseball games where it seems like every single hitter is two two three two the entire time. And and as you all know, um, <laughs> the best the best remedy for for speeding up games is strike one and forcing guys to swing the bat earlier in counts. And and we've kind of gotten away from that as we've gotten into this power pitching area where you know we want to we want to throw it one hundred and one one hundred and two miles an hour, but um, it takes us seven pitches a hitter it seems like and so you know I do I do I just think the emphasis is going to be back on um, a little bit because the pitching is so good it, it's going to be back on command it's going to be back on <clears throat> going on pitches earlier and counts and 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 I think that uh, that trend is going to continue to go up and, and I do think it's really really good for the game I mean I I enjoy playoff baseball I could watch a three-hour game no problem but if I'm going to watch a a midweek game in May. I don't want to sit there in front of my TV for three and a half hours. You know, I, I want that game to be over and done with. So hopefully I can get on and go on the recruiting trail or maybe if I'm lucky, I can enjoy a day at the pool. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) No no doubt. I mean, that's the thing about it. I mean, coach, let me ask you this. Do you see the game morphing in, in this direction to where you start seeing these max effort guys that are throwing mid nineties, become a little more refined around the strike zone or do you see us going back to a day in baseball to where now 88 to 91 is going to get it done?
1: I don't know that those days will ever come back. Um, I think 88 to 91 can get it done and there are guys out there that, that have pitched for a long, long time that, that uh, um, have been in the game and, and, and understand the pitchability piece. But I do think there will be a renewed emphasis on pitchability with the guys that we have. I think the days of um and the hitters are just too good. Um, you know, the 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 one trick pony guys that you know, back in the day when you and I were watching baseball, if somebody threw I mean, I remember, you know, Goose Gossage and those guys, I mean, they were throwing ninety seven, ninety-eight and that was, you know, people were in awe of that. And now you know, your sixth inning guy's doing that. The problem is he doesn't have anything to go with it. So you got to get him out of there after one inning. And and so I'm I'm hopeful that that we get a little bit more pitchability to go with the arm strength. And that's the other thing. I mean, you know, everybody the, the game's so specialized, so many pitching changes, seventh inning guy, left inning specialty, you know, right hander that, you know, is just a slider guy and he's gonna come in there and throw you know, eight pitches. I mean, you, you see guys in the big leagues that have 40 appearances but 20 innings. And so, you know, I think that's that's still the trend, but I am hopeful that uh, we can get back to the days where, you know, the, yes, those guys are throwing harder than they ever had before, but they're also throwing secondary pitch for strikes. The more strikes we play, the more swings we get, the more swings we get, the faster the game goes. It's, it's, it's a pretty simple recipe for success. And you know, the days, you know, everybody talks about how good the closers are today, but imagine what it was back in those days. I mean, Gossage would go seven, eight, nine. I mean, he would throw three innings yep. to get a save. Now, um, you know, you, you you might throw eight pitches and, and, you know, when there's already two outs in the inning and, and come in and get a save. So the save's been devalued a little bit, in my opinion. I think everybody for us, you know, even at the college level, I'm not necessarily looking for a closer. I'm looking for a stopper. It doesn't have to be the ninth inning that wins or loses you the game. It might be the fifth. And, you know, you have a guy in there that when things go bad, that he can he can fill the strike zone and, and, and locate his secondaries and get you out of the, of the big inning. And and at every level, if you stay out of the big inning, you've got a chance to win the game. So I, I think it's trending in the right direction. I'm hoping now to see the strikeouts go down. Um, I just – I'm just too much of a baseball purist to to think that you know 250 with 20 home runs is better than 300 with 10. Uh, I just I just I just want to see more balls put in play and the strikeout numbers go down. I think that's my next bugaboo, if you will, with the major league game.
0: Sean Doty here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Now, Coach, you talked about a recipe for success just a moment ago. Seems like you've got a recipe for success and it's it's permeated into not only the baseball program but the softball program coach you got a softball program and a baseball program both with 30 wins we're not even to April yet that's that's <laughs> got to be incredibly encouraging it's got to be to maybe to some degree a little bit mind-boggling that it's going like this this early
1: yes uh <laughs> I was I was excited that that, that you brought that up. Um, you know, as we go into this weekend, and, and both of us have you know obviously challenging series, but you know we're sitting with with two teams. You know, softball's thirty and thirty and six. We're thirty and three. I mean, if you'd have told me before the season started at uh, two days before April, we'd be sitting at sixty and nine combined. <laughs> I mean, it is it's a little bit it's a little bit mind blowing. It's, it's 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 exciting. Um, you know, there's a little bit of competition going between, between our guys and and those young ladies and even our coaching staff, which I love, you know, and, um, you know, the fact that that Mike's done what he's done and, and we've been able to continue doing, you know, what we were able to start last year has has been exciting. And I know Dr. Hoosier and, and, and our, you know, our, our whole, uh, college is, is excited about where we're going. I mean, we still have a long way to go, but, uh, you couldn't have asked for a better start for either of us, and uh, we're just so excited for. Again, my goal as an athletic director is to always, you know, have our teams in, in positions to compete for championships. And I don't think there's any doubt that baseball and softball are going to compete for championships this year.
0: Coach, we're going to try something, okay? Um, okay. This this came out over social media from right, multiple center, channels. Center I want you to hear this. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> the 3-1 to Durslag. Derschlag hits the ball out into the gap. That's got a chance of getting up, and it's going to leave the yard as the Gaston College Rhinos get a two-run shot from Connie Durslag that got up into the jet stream. Ryan, I'm not getting anything
1: lead. on my end. I'm sorry. Okay. Center field okay. wall.
0: We a were able to pick it up shot here. Ends it as what, the we, Rhinos what we'll walk do it off is we'll go ahead and pull that down, Coach. What it was was it was Rhinos, it was the play call the of, of 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 Wednesday's game against Patrick and Henry Community College. The walk off for Connie Derschlag. <laughs> in in the overall picture of of what happens with this team, is that win yeah. that twelve eleven win against Patrick and Henry is that going to be one of the footnote moments for this club? In this look at
1: 2023. Well, that's a great question. And, and before we go any further, I want to tell you I thought the call was
0: unbelievable. I've already heard it. Trust me, a few
1: times, and uh, um, the excitement in your voice and and and, and the and the, in, and the end comment was amazing. And, and we've been getting nothing but uh, uh, positives about that. So thank you for that. And um, do I think it has a chance to be? I do. Um, one of the things that. Uh, we have not shown, because quite honestly, we just haven't been um, challenged as much sometimes as, as maybe we've needed to be, is, you know, what happens when things go wrong? And as you know, you were there. Boy, a lot went wrong. <laughs> I mean, a lot went wrong on Tuesday. And um, we were uncharacteristically wild out of the bullpen. And I thought, you know, defensively, we had a chance to make two or three plays and didn't make them. And things just kind of spiral for us and you go from being up 10 to 5 to down 11 to 10 and and how do your kids respond because we haven't been there um you know very much this year and then for us to you know our uh, our nine hole hitter who uh is a sophomore and and a a good player for us you know he's 0 for 4 and had missed a squeeze earlier in the game and we've already got one out in the ninth and you know it's looking real bad and he puts together a great at bat gets a two-strike hit and then uh, we talk all the time about trying to get healthy and, and Connie's getting healthier and healthier and it's starting to show up in the way he's swinging the bat and um, there's a reason he was an all-american last year and I know that he was talking to Miller before Miller went went up to the plate and just said hey just get on and I'll take care of the rest and he has that type of confidence and put a great swing on a ball so for me it's about how do you handle adversity and like I said, we haven't had very many opportunities to do that. And then to not play your best and still be able to win is huge because, as you know, that's going to happen. Things are going to happen in that conference tournament. Things are going to happen in that district tournament that don't always go your way. And how do you respond to that? So we talked about that as a team yesterday, um, about how we respond to adversity and, and how we handle things and um, the ups and downs and the ins and outs of our lineup with, you know, with Conrad and with with J.D. and, dealing with their arm. I mean, we haven't put, in my opinion, our best lineup on the field yet, which is a little bit scary. Um, Enrique is going to be out a couple more weeks uh, doing doing well after his injury. But um, it's going to be nice, I think, in May where we say, hey, this is the best lineup we can put out. And we haven't done that yet. And we're still sitting at 30 wins. So uh, we just need to stay the course. And uh, yeah, I think it has a chance to be a defining moment because it shows that you know, it doesn't matter if things don't go our way. We have the ability to fight back and the ability to win games late. So it was uh, it was an exciting moment. Um, it was a great moment for our players. It was an absolutely uh, pins and needles moment for me because of, of <laughs> how we played. But, uh, but uh, um, yesterday's practice was really upbeat, really good. Um, sometimes I don't tell those guys enough. Um, and I'll be honest, the, the first thing I told them after – uh, at practice yesterday was you know I don't tell you guys enough how proud I am of you you know I'm always searching for the perfect game and that doesn't exist but in my mind you know that's how I want to play and 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 yesterday was far from perfect and at the end of the day you guys just showed so much resilience you're 30 and 3 you know let's have some fun and sometimes you know the level of expectation for our, our program and now for softball's program I mean, we expect to win and and we expect to win in, you know, sometimes dominant fashion. And when we don't, um, you know, our coaches and you know, or even our players are like, well, we got to be better than this. You know, I thought we didn't play great last weekend and won five nothing, five nothing, and we got to enjoy the journey a little bit more. That was the message I gave to the team yesterday. And I'm going to do a better job of enjoying the journey a lot more. And and uh, because where we are is is rarefied air, as
0: you as you know, Brian. And we need to we
1: need to take that in and enjoy it.
0: Well, Coach, I wish you the best of luck this weekend in the four-game set against Spartanburg Methodist, and I certainly wish you the best of luck going on the rest of the way. Uh, Thank you for being a part of our opening day broadcast here as we celebrate Major League Baseball on this Thursday morning.
1: Well, it's the greatest game on the planet, in my opinion, and, um, you know, I talk to guys all the time about it and, and,
0: and where you can go with this game.
1: and. And I, I appreciate you. And I, and I want to, again, put a shameless plug in I'm, um, You know, region 10 tournaments come and we need to talk to that program director. Let's get you down there and let's, let's, let's get these games on the radio, buddy.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Hopefully we can, hopefully we can work on making that a reality. All right.
1: <laughs> well, we really enjoy you guys and thank you so much for all that you do for gas college and And uh, go Rhinos, and uh, let's watch some baseball
0: today. Have some fun. Indeed. Coach, have a great day. We'll catch up with you soon.
1: Sounds great. Thank you.
0: When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll close up shop on this Thursday, opening day of the Major League Baseball season, here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.